The Mystery of Keegan's Point by Charlie Parker. Charlie's mouth was dry as he stared at the words on the page. He didn't even notice when his friend Toby sat down next to him on the bus. The Mystery of Keegan's Point by Charlie Parker. So you're going to wow them in your presentation with that one line over and over again? Or are you going to maybe read the next one? Bill said. What? Charlie looked up and noticed that all his friends were now on the bus. Bill? Toby said, popping him on the shoulder. What'd you do that for? Bill asked, rubbing his arm and looking at Toby. You just got here, but I've been listening to that line for the last five minutes. Bill twisted back around in his seat. My dad says Keegan was just some crazy guy that never had visitors. Charlie didn't say anything. Arguing with Bill would get him nowhere. He just looked out the window of the bus. He couldn't see Keegan's point from here, but Charlie knew the island was only a few hundred yards from the shore. So, Toby said as he pulled the report out of Charlie's hand, what's in this thing anyway? He started flipping through it. My dad says Keegan was a thief. Charlie grabbed for his report, but Toby held it out of reach. There's no real proof of that. He was just eccentric. What about the passports? Toby argued. They found 20 different ones with his picture on it. How do you explain that? Charlie couldn't explain it. No one could. He'd always listened to everything anyone had ever said about Keegan. Everything from ghost stories to stories of untold riches. Most of it was too unbelievable to be true, but the policemen that found Keegan's remains had also found the passports. Those passports and Marcus Keegan's body were the only things that were ever removed from the house. Reaching again, Charlie snatched his report back from Toby. You know there's no answer to that. That secret died with Keegan or it's locked away in the house. Okay, enough about Keegan's point. Bill turned back around to face them. You would think a smart kid like you, someone who's been skipped ahead, would find a different hobby. It's not even a place you can go. Wow, Bill said, as something out the window caught his eye. That's a big boat. Toby leaned forward, looking around Charlie. It looks like my dad's boat, but way bigger. Charlie turned his head to see what they were talking about. He spotted a big fishing boat. Not the kind of trawler Pine Bluff usually attracted to its small marina. M-O-I-R-A. Bill read the letters aloud. What a weird name for a boat. What do you think it means? Moira, Charlie said. She's the Greek goddess of fate. He turned to Toby. Hey, I almost forgot. Is your dad going on the camping trip this weekend? No, why? Toby asked. Charlie exhaled loudly and slumped back in his seat. I asked my mom if I could go, but she wants another parent to go on the trip, and I know your dad likes to fish, so I thought maybe he was going too. Jimmy's dad had agreed to take them all camping for the long weekend, but Charlie's mom wanted more than one responsible adult to go. Yeah, Toby said. He goes almost every weekend, but he already had plans. He left this morning to go deep-sea fishing with Uncle Bob. They won't be back until Monday. Just tell her he's going, Bill said. Charlie groaned. 
Bill was always the one getting them into trouble. I don't know. She'll be really mad when she finds out, and she always finds out. Just tell her he's going fishing, too. It's not a lie. Toby said as if this made complete sense. How is she going to find out anyway? He's already left. I'll think about it, Charlie said. But secretly he was hoping his mother would say yes to the trip, without asking about Toby's dad. He didn't make a habit of lying to his mom. As the bus pulled up to the school, Charlie could see his friend Jimmy waiting for them in the quad. The guys were all talking about the weekend trip, but Charlie ignored them. The presentation in fourth period was all he could think about. He and his friends hung around outside until the bell rang to start first period, which was also the start of the longest three and a half hours of Charlie's life.